Hello and welcome to or welcome back to the Integratus podcast. My name is Jonathan Franz and I am your host and I will always be your host until we get another host on, which I don't plan on doing anytime soon. Uh, or the show ends, which I also don't plan on doing anytime soon. We're at episode 11, uh, double digits, legs 11. It's cool. We'll just keep going, man. We just keep going, keep showing up. If you're liking the show, yeah, celebrate it. Um, give me a comment, give me a like, message me on Instagram, do whatever. Um, and yeah, just put things into practice. Uh, and I hope this makes you feel more connected to yourself, you know, and you can actually put one in front, one foot in front of the other and build a deeper connection with yourself. That is everything that I inspire to do in my life. This is the journey that I'm on um, to build a deeper connection with myself and then to ultimately figure out, you know, what are my gifts and then to serve, to serve in the world, to help people purify and cleanse their bodies, to help people love themselves and really develop practices, routines, relationships that fully support them so they can live a more fulfilled life. And a big thing that I can feel at the moment for me is what does it mean to be a vital being? And vitality is a word that really lights me up. My, my company, the, the company that I operate under is Franz Vitality. And vitality to me is a word that speaks to me more than health or fitness or even well-being vitality and what does it mean to be vital to me everything that i do is to increase someone's vitality and that's not always you know doing sets and reps in the gym most of the time it's it's actually not doing sets and reps in the gym it starts with self-love it starts with kindness it starts with putting yourself first it starts with challenging yourself and it starts with knowing and feeling that you're worthy you are worthy you are worthy to nourish yourself with good clean food you are worthy to have relationships that completely fill up your soul you are worthy to be in a career and have a purpose that is meaningful you are worthy of joy you are worthy of celebration. You are worthy enough to move. You are worthy to feel vital. So to me, vitality is many things. It really comes from a being. It comes from an energy within. <sighs> okay. Episode 11. Last week, I... I posted something on Instagram and it was entitled 10 things that you can stop doing today to live a more conscious lifestyle. And today I want to talk about those 10 things. There's many things that we can do to start living a conscious lifestyle. And before I go into these 10 things, these aren't the, the be all and end all. These are just the things that I found in my experience 
that have helped me be more in tune and more connected with myself. So I want to talk about them today and allow you to think about what you could stop doing to build a deeper connection with yourself. And I am deliberate with stop doing um, because often when we try and start doing, I mean, they're one in the same. In order to stop doing something, we obviously have to start doing something, right? But I like to say stop doing because I believe that we're doing so much and we're always wanting new things. We're always wanting a new modality. We're always, you know, wanting the next best thing that's going to make us feel X. Uh, I feel like life is is a lot of consumption, a lot of adding on to our plates rather than taking away. So just for context, that's why I say stop doing. The first one, stop doing workouts that leave you feeling drained and extremely sore. This is something that I learned, uh, well, I definitely learned the hard way because I was completely uh, burnt out and fatigued for a good five, six years of my life. My early adult life, I'd say anywhere from like 25 to 28 or really even 30, where I believe that the harder that I worked in the gym, the more I sweat, the more fatigued I was, the more weight I pushed that would mean that I have done a good job. But often that would leave me so fatigued uh, and so drained and it really bled into all the other requirements and demands that I had uh, going on in life to support clients, to, um, to, to really also just be myself. Like it was just to support being me. Like it's really difficult to support yourself when you're burnt out and you're completely drained and fatigued. And then I turned a corner, uh, especially when I started doing my yoga teacher training. It was a very different way of approaching things. And it was really about softening and relaxing and, and calming the nervous system down rather than jacking the nervous system up. And in my experience, there is no good or bad with what workouts you do. I'm also... I'm, <laughs> I also take a stance on there's like there's no good or bad exercises either. In my opinion, and, and you might actually think, oh, I'm just sitting on the fence uh, and I'm not taking a stance on one thing. But I really do believe that this is a lot of uh, where the conflict and tension comes from in life. We're so um, dogmatic about our approaches and it's very easy to look at something as wrong or, or, or good or bad. And I want to stay away from that as much as I can, as much as I can. And that's not to say that I swing from side to sides and I prefer certain modalities or practices or exercises over others. But I, I really don't label the other ones as bad because everything has its purpose and people are where they're at. They are at where they're at. And often it takes a lot of openness to change in life as well. And saying, hey, you're doing something bad with someone that has done something for so long. It's very difficult for that pro person to process that. Like when you go under the attack from the get-go, how do you expect that person to grow? 
How do you expect that person to move forward? Most people just get defensive. So I don't like to take that stance in life. To come back to the yoga teacher training and the nervous system and to stop doing workouts that feel drained and 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 you know leave you feeling so sore and fatigued. I used to do workouts, like especially leg workouts, that would ruin me. That would absolutely ruin me. I wouldn't be able to walk for days. You know, I wouldn't be able to sit on the toilet. Like I couldn't, I didn't feel light. I felt heavy. I felt like I was constantly in pain. And that sucks. Like, and I understand that there's a time and a place for that. And also depending on what your goals are and your demands. And, you know, if you want to be a bodybuilder and get up on stage, you're going to have to rip the fibers. <laughs> you're going to have to push yourself to these limits. But it wasn't working for my lifestyle. So I stopped and I changed my workouts. And no longer was I holding on to the metric of uh, how hard am I pushing? How much am I sweating? How much weight am I lifting? I started to look at my nervous system. I was like, whoa, what do I actually feel like today? Like, how do I feel today? What do I need today? And I would go in without a structure, without a plan. And some, to some people, that's ridiculous. And to some people, they see that as weak or um, being underprepared or whatever. But in my opinion um, and in my experience, there needs to be a very conscious relationship to listening if you're going to go down that path and in my opinion i think i feel like i've been saying that a lot in the last 15 minutes in order to do something like that like walk into the gym and feel what i need what the body needs in that moment that takes a long time of listening and being in tune and that also takes the willingness to drop the structure, the willingness to drop the mind. And the human mind wants to do the very opposite. <laughs> so that can be a very difficult process. And over time, you're going to learn how to, how to surrender and soften and let go in order to be more in tune with yourself. So stop doing workouts that leave you feeling drained and extremely sore and start tuning into what you need in that moment. Start listening to the body. Maybe you don't work out. Maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you go for a stretch. Maybe you focus on your core. Maybe you go for a swim and jump in the ocean. There are so many possibilities. And what I want to say here is there is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. Listen to your body. Listen to how you feel. And I can already hear the the camp on the other end saying, yeah, but if you always listen to your emotions, if you always listen to how you feel, how you expect to get anything done. And that's a very masculine, hyper-masculine approach. I understand that. Like not all i can't listen to my feelings all the time because sometimes my feelings are like hey man stay home hey man do this do that or hey man eat that chocolate bar and it's like we have to be discerning around these emotions but in my experience the deeper connection that we have with ourselves the more we listen the more we love ourselves the more we believe we are worthy 
the more we can actually follow a path that lights us up rather than drains us or follow a path that's actually ours, not somebody else's. So it's, it's nuanced and it's not so black and white. So number one, stop doing workouts that leave you feeling drained and extremely sore and really tune into your body where and what you need. Two, stop touching your phone at night. I mean, this is quite simple, right? Like put your phone in a room, switch it off, like create the practice where you don't look at your phone at night. Well, why? Why don't we want to look at that phone at night? If I speak from experience, to me, it's stimulating. I'm trying to downregulate my nervous system as much as I possibly can before bed. And it doesn't always happen like that. Um, but I'm thinking about the lights, you know, I'm dimming the lights, I'm putting my salt lamp on, I'm having a warm shower, I'm meditating, I I might be putting my legs up on the wall and and just breathing. I'm trying to calm the nervous system down. And when I feel I touch my phone at night, I reply to that message, I go on that app, I read that article. I feel like it brings me back into a stimulative, is that a word? (laughs) Stimulative? Look, I just feel like it brings me up into my mind again and that becomes stimulating. And my mind switches on and my body switches on. So stop touching your phone at night and put those practices in place where you can downregulate your nervous system. It's the end of the day. Sleep. Get ready for sleep. Three, stop comparing yourself. This is a big one. This is a huge one. Now, I don't want to demonize comparing yourself because I believe that's just a different side of the same coin. When we start to demonize and make comparing yourself wrong, comparing yourself is normal. Like it's happening. It will probably continue to happen. But in my experience, you really want to look at where the comparison is actually coming from. Is it coming from this real self-critical, judgmental, self-hatred place, right? Where you judge yourself for where you're at and you look at somebody else in life and say, yeah, see, I'm not where they are. They've got kids. They've got a house. They've got a better career. They earn more money than me. And you look at their life and you shame yourself. That comparison, that that foundational energy of self-hatred and that comparison will destroy you. And I recommend stopping that. So how to stop it? Stop it. Every single time you feel like you're, every single time you catch yourself comparing yourself, in a negative, self-sabotage way, stop. And you're going to really have to be the master of your mind here because the mind wants to do what it's always done, right? And if you haven't treated your mind or if you don't have a good relationship with your mind or if you've got a lot of unworthiness, your mind just wants to attack everything, attack you because you just haven't been a really good person to it. You haven't treated yourself well. So what else do you expect the mind to do? I mean, if you've used self-hatred to move forward in life, well, then of course you're going to compare people and be critical of yourself. Like, of course. So you have to build a better relationship with your mind and this part of you that compares. Some people feel like they need to compare themselves in order to move forward. 
And I mean, that, that, that fuel is the same fuel source of, I'll prove to people that I can do this because they said that I can't. And that can be a very powerful fuel. But ultimately, it's not sustainable. It burns people out. It creates tension and anger and frustration inside. It creates dis-ease, which in turn becomes disease. And it doesn't work long-term. Like, it just doesn't work. And you really have to be in a position to hear what I'm saying. Like, if you're using this kind of fuel and you're like, dude, what are you talking about, man? This is working? Then, you know, you're not going to listen to me and that's okay. Keep doing what you feel is working for you. But I know because I've used that fuel as well that it's not sustainable and it doesn't work. So every single time you catch yourself comparing yourself in a negative and critical way, stop. And the flip side to this is a lot of people compare themselves in order to make them feel good, right? So you can compare up. It's not really compare up. You can compare it in a critical self-sabotage way with somebody else's life that you feel like you want to live or you're comparing yourself to them and looking and shaming yourself, right? There's that type of comparison. And then the other comparison is is much more like... Um, it's sort of a dark way to accept where you're at in the world. And you can compare in the opposite way, which is like, oh, I'm feeling like this, but it's not as bad as this. It's not as bad as that person on the street. It's not as bad as that person that lost $100,000. It's not as bad as you know that person who doesn't have a mother, right? And then you compare in that way to make yourself feel good. Again, this is all coming from the same place. Stop this. Stop this comparison, full stop. The next part is sort of inspiration. And I believe inspiration is not comparison. It's not coming from um, a judgmental and critical place. Inspiration to me, I get a lot of inspiration by what people are doing, what people are saying, how they wear their clothes, um, how they express their style in life right? The way they move through the world. I get a lot of inspiration from people and I can tell when it feels light and joyous and um, inspiring. And I love using that inspiration in my own life, but I don't go, I used to do this. I, I don't try and be them. I don't use that inspiration and go, how can I be more like them? I use that inspiration to say, oh, what are they expressing, right? Right? What what does that look like in my life? How would I express something similar? Well, what am I really inspired by? How can I bring more of that into my life in my own way? And that's a different energy. That's a different outlook. So you can call that being inspired. And being inspired also has its own flaws and faults to it as well. But for the sake of this conversation, let's go with inspiration. So that is number three. Stop comparing yourself. Really just stop. Be diligent. Be the master of your mind. Every single time you catch yourself comparing yourself in a negative, in a critical, in a self-hatred, judgmental way, stop and make a different choice. Make a choice out of love. And please come back to yourself. Come back to the most important person of your life, which is you. Four. Stop eating food that's processed and packed with preservatives. 
I don't want to spend too much time on this. Like um, in the next few months, I'm, I'm really going to focus on cleansing. I'm going to focus on bringing people into a conscious cleanse where they can actually purify their bodies because when we purify, everything comes to the surface right? When we purify our body and our system, when we get rid of our addictions, when we look at our thoughts and our behaviors and our beliefs around hunger, uh, magic can happen. A lot of disruption can happen as well, but magic can happen. It, For me, in my opinion, it is the catalyst to building a deeper connection with oneself. It's a catalyst to loving yourself. It's the catalyst of feeling worthy when we cleanse, when we look at vitality and health. Right, that's, only, that's the first step. That's the very first step, but it's a very important step. So just take away the process and pack and preservative foods. Number five, stop eating so fast. Whoa, this is one that I'm just like learning like over and over and over again. Like, I mean, it's so rooted inside of me and my my being and my culture to eat fast. I'm Greek and Italian. I heard a lot from my grandmother, from my mom, like manja, 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 which is like eat, 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 eat. And if you were, if you left anything on the plate, it would be catastrophic, right? What's wrong? Aren't you hungry? Don't you like my food? right? Why don't you eat? You got to be a big, strong boy. You should eat and eat fast. Eat so fast that it's like, I don't even taste the food. Now I'm really trying to take my time. And this is actually one of the hardest things for me because it's so autopilot, especially when I'm hungry. It's like a whole new part of me just comes up and it's like, dude, screw you when you're eating fast or you're eating slow when you're being intentional and conscious. We're going all out. So stop eating so fast. Number six, stop scrolling. It's like comparison here. When you feel like you're comparing yourself in a negative and critical way, stop. When you are scrolling, right? I I really don't allow myself to scroll more than a minute. And look, sometimes I do, but depending where I'm at in my life, I really don't want to do that. So I stop and I get off it. Stop saying yes to the things you really want to say no to. This is about boundaries. This is a big thing that I'm learning, man. Like, you know, I've, I, I just think this, this lesson goes on and on and on because I've people pleased a big portion of my life and I've been scared to like follow my needs in life. And I feel like following one's needs takes a lot of courage, man, because sometimes it's just not what the mob wants to do. And to actually be discerning around where you spend your energy, where you put your time, what people you hang out with, what events you say yes to or no to. I've also been on the other side of this, which is like, it's all boundaries. You know, everything, it's like, I'm so terrified to like, you know, extreme too much energy. This is what happens when I was burnt out. When I was burnt out, like it was just work, work, work all the time. And I felt like it was really difficult to have fun and be joyous because I was so terrified of actually, um, uh, burning myself out even more. So terrified of not being able to have enough energy to do and to serve my clients. That's because I put my clients over myself for many years. 
And so there's a really fine line, like how can we flow with life and say yes to things and, um, and, and just go with the flow and, and, you know, do things that we wouldn't do, go to an event, do a dance, like go away for the weekend. Like I need more of this in my life, right? Which is more flow. And then you might need something more like boundaries. You say yes to every single thing. You go to all the events. You're afraid what people will think if you don't say yes or you don't go to their family barbecue or their birthday. Like you're terrified of what people think of you. So you just keep doing things that you don't want to do. How can you set clearer boundaries for yourself? How can you be more intentional with your energy? How can you stand in your power with the needs that you desire? Number eight, stop shaming your body. This is another one of those things. Stop comparing yourself, stop scrolling, stop shaming your body. Like every single time you feel that part of you that's shaming yourself, stop. Stop and get curious. Like where's it coming from? Like what is this part of me need? The part that's calling me fat. The part that's like looking at my face and going, oh, look at that ugly pimple. You know, the part of me that's feeling ugly, right? Like when that part comes up and says, yeah, you are ugly. Yeah, you are fat. Yeah, you didn't do what you said that you were going to do. When that part of you comes up, I mean, first of all, what does it need? How can you have some separation? How can you not go down the rabbit hole? How can you stop? How can you actually communicate with that part of you? Be like, whoa, oh my God, look at how I'm talking to myself. Like, would I ever talk to anybody else like this? Probably not. You wouldn't have many friends. You wouldn't have many people if people around you, if you talked to them like you talk to yourself, like your internal dialogue. So stop shaming your body. It's okay. You're where you're at. You can either move from a place of love or you can move from a place of self-hatred. I can guarantee you that love is way more powerful. It takes longer to cultivate and it takes longer to um, embody, but it's it's life force that just keeps on keeps on giving. Number nine: stop trying to be liked. It's the same vein as setting boundaries. If you don't have strong boundaries in your life, if you say yes to all the things you want to say no to. You're a person that probably wants to be liked. And why do you want to be liked? Well, you want to be valued. You want to be validated. And why would do you want to be validated? And why do you want to be liked? And why do you want to be valued? Well, it's because you don't like yourself and you don't value yourself. A part of you doesn't value yourself. A part of you feels like you're unworthy. So you try and get that worthiness from outside of yourself trying to put on a, a pretty face or trying to be someone that you're not. Doing a whole bunch of things that you actually don't want to do. Attracting a bunch of people that know that are probably running the same game that also want to be liked. I mean, we all want to be liked, right? It's normal. It's one of those things. It's normal. It's all good. How can you start liking yourself more? I can guarantee you, if you like yourself more, if you love yourself more, you're going to attract people that also love themselves more, that also like themselves more. And then you're going to have an 
epic relationship because you're both coming to the plate as whole or at least as whole as possible beings. And magic can happen from there. So stop trying to be liked. Start liking yourself more. Flip that. And the last one, stop trying to be stop trying to be right all the time. I mean, I'm learning this one on a daily basis, man. On a daily basis. You know what's happening to me at the moment? It's like I notice that because I'm moving into this space, I'm sharing myself, I'm, you know, having these deeper conversations with people, I'm changing my business. I want to really play big in the world. What I'm noticing at the moment is that my mind um is trying to be smart lately. My mind's trying to be intelligent lately. My mind's trying to prove to people that I know what I'm talking about. My mind's trying to be important. My mind's trying to be right. And I've really noticed this part of me in conversation lately. And I just know that that part of me needs a lot of love. He's just scared. You know, he's doing something new. He wants to feel smart. He wants to feel intelligent. He wants to know. He wants people to know that he knows what he's talking about. Like, I mean, this is just a part of me. And he's really up at the moment. Like, he's really up. And I just know, like, I'm just tuning into that part of me. It's like, he just feels scared, you know? He just wants to see, he just wants people to see him as valuable. So what does that mean? If I literally just go on from what I said, well, I need to start seeing my own value. So that's that flavor for me. But I also have been caught in, this is right and this is wrong. This is good and this is bad. And man, when we get into this black and white view, like it's just, we can't go anywhere. There's no openness. There's no curiosity. Curiosity does not flow from this point of view. You're blocked. You block your energy. You block your words. You block your emotions. You completely block yourself when you take the stance of, no, this is right. And no, that is wrong. And yes, this is moral. And no, that is not moral. Right? Where can you actually drop it? You have to be able to let go. You have to be able to soften. You have to have curiosity. You have to treat yourself with kindness. Most people that are very black and white in the world aren't quite open. Most people that are black and white in the world are actually quite tense and rigid, have done certain things for decades of their life, haven't changed their point of view, haven't changed their ways. And that's okay. That's okay. But if you desire to let go of that and see what flows into your life and be more curious, you will have a a very different life. And many different people will come with different opinions and different techniques and, you know, just different ways of life that you'll be able to learn from because you're open. You'll be able to take their perspective. You'll be able to uh, modify it. You'll be able to be discerning. Is this for me? Is this not for me? Without the judgment, without the boxing of right or wrong. They're those 10 things. 
One, stop doing workouts that leave you feeling drained and extremely sore. Two, stop touching your phone at night. Set those boundaries. Dim the lights. Put your legs up on a wall and relax. Three, stop comparing yourself. It's a big journey, but when you feel the critical sense, the judgmental you wanting to compare yourself and shame yourself for where you're at in life, stop. Get curious, give love to that part and build a better relationship with yourself. Four, stop eating the processed food, cleanse and purify your body, your mind and see what comes up. See these addictions that resurface. See these emotions and patterns that come to the surface. Five, stop eating so fast. Enjoy your food. Sit down and eat a meal. Say a little prayer before you eat. Six, stop scrolling. Seven, Stop saying yes to the things you really want to say no to. Set those boundaries. Be clear. Be brave and be courageous with your needs. Stop shaming your body. There's nowhere to go. Stop using the fuel of shame and self-hatred to move forward in life. Start using the fuel of love and celebration and kindness. Stop trying to be liked. And start liking yourself. Stop trying to prove your point and be right all the time. And be open and curious. That's it for today. Episode 11. Put one of these into practice. Put all 10 into practice. Everything that I do is about increasing one's vitality. One's energy. And ultimately increasing I don't even like the word increasing, but 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 opening your heart and bringing more love to your life. And I hope that you can do that every single time that you listen to my voice, every single time that you tune in to me and most importantly, yourself. Peace out. Lots of love. Jay Franz. Episode 11. Bye.